Welcome to Harvest Time. My name is Chris Harper, and our guest host on today's program is Pastor Ken Keith. We spend these 25 minutes together every week telling you the stories of our church as we interview our members and other friends of the ministry. We have two services at Harvest every Sunday. You can join us for either service. We have the first one at 8.45 a.m., the second at 10.45 a.m. During that 10.45 a.m. service, we have Japanese and Korean translation available, and it's also the 10.45 a.m. service that we live stream at hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. This week, Dr. Yoshirato will be speaking. Let's begin today's Harvest Time by welcoming Pastor Ken Keith. Hi, Pastor Ken. Hey, Chris. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you. Awesome. Well, as you know, uh, Pastor's been off island now for a little bit, recruiting, continue to pray for him. But as we have the opportunity to talk to our guests, I want to start out real quick with just a little plug for our missions conference. It's coming up in about a week and a half here. You'll, you'll, you've already seen some stuff about it, but just want to plug it again. It's February 26th through March 1st. It's, we're going to have guests on our campus from the mission field. We're going to have a special speaker. We're going to have a great time and fellowship together where we're going to eat together. A lot of awesome food I know you're going to bring. So I just wanted to make a little quick plug for that. Don't forget, that's very important. And that's, I know it's a Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, but Make it a priority. It's it's you're going to walk away very refreshed, very grateful, and hopefully, you'll be burdened for God's glory to go to the nation. So that'll be coming up uh, on the 26th of February. It'll be our first day on that. But we have got the Paulins uh, in the radio station today. We've got Cliff and Marie, who are you might not know them by name if you're listening, but if you saw their faces, you would recognize them because they're very active in our church, both in front as helping out on our worship team and behind the scenes in a huge way. Both Cliff working here at Harvest and Marie actually does a lot of work helping with our different cantatas and music and programs and such. So welcome, guys, to the program today. Good morning. Good morning. So what I'm going to do is just start out because some people might not know your history with Guam uh, preceded you know, you coming on staff, you've, you've actually been, both of you, at different times, and, and God brought you together. We might touch about on that a little bit later on, but kind of give us a history. I'll start with you, Cliff. What, when was the first time you were here on Guam, which I know was very, very early? Uh, <laughs> tell us a little bit about your story, how you ended up on Guam, and how you ended up uh, part of Harvest. Sure. Well, I'm born and raised here on Guam, so this is home. For me, uh, both my parents had immigrated from the Philippines to Guam, and uh, I was back in the uh, mid to late 60s. Um, you know, been here all my life and uh, um, never thought I'd come back, but the, the Lord had other plans and brought me back here uh, to help uh, with my dad. My dad was a local businessman at the time, and uh, that was the goal. Uh, mm -hmm. Being the only son, I had two younger sisters, so being the only son, uh, eventually I was going to take over the business. And uh, so I did. I came back uh, for that very reason, and then he sold the business. Um, and I said, oh, maybe this now's the time. This is the time for us to head back stateside. I think both Maureen and I, when we first got married, we or talked about, um, before we got married, we were t talking about this, and we said, maybe, you know, where should we stay? Uh, California, Florida, you know, we weren't sure. Um, but I said, for now, let's just, let's just go to Guam, you know, we'll see what the Lord does. 
And um, but the Lord's kept us here since, and that was uh, what back in 1993. Yeah, and you were also a student here while you were you were yes. a student at the academy, right? Yes, uh, I started uh, here at Harvest uh, back in 1985. Uh, yeah. It was my freshman year, uh, 1985, and uh, graduated in '89. Um, uh, didn't get saved till my senior year. Uh, yeah. I think I, I had given a brief uh, testimony of this year uh, in, uh, on Harvest Time at one point. But yeah, uh, I got saved my senior year and um, was led to go to uh, a Christian college. Uh, did my four years at Christian college. That's where I met Marie. And, uh, and uh, the Lord brought us back to Guam, uh, served in our church. When we got married, we in fact got married here at Harvest as well. So uh, attended Harvest, graduated from Harvest, uh, came back and got married at Harvest, and that's when we first joined the church. And I'd say uh, that's about almost thirty, going on thirty years, uh, being a member here at Harvest. Um, and that's because when we got married, yeah, uh, we got married here at the church, uh, the old church building, yeah. uh, back in the day. Now you're older. Marie's obviously much, much younger mm-hmm. because thirty years ago she's yes. uh, that's hard to fit into her. <laughs> you know, she's only twenty six. Thanks right? for pointing that out. I, I'm here for you, uh, Marie. The, you know, unbeknownst to Cliff, you were also on this island at that time, around mm-hmm. around that time. So when did you first interact with Guam? When did you first come to Guam, and what's what's kind of the story behind that? Well, I came to Guam in 88, I think. Um, my dad was stationed here. My dad was active duty Air Force. Um, but as I grew up, my dad was always very active in um, our church ministry, wherever we lived. So we came to Guam. And uh, he immediately started looking for a good Bible-believing church. We visited Harvest, and we became part of the church. And even though I was at the time homeschooled, um, we were very active in the youth ministry, and the school was really small at that time. So there weren't as many extracurriculars like there are now. So um, my main connection with Harvest was just the church, and I think I— met Cliff um, at the end of his service um, before I left for college because I was asking him about the college he was going to and was deciding what I was going to do. So that's how I first came to Guam was because my dad was stationed here and we became very active in the church. And then I went off to college and met Cliff. And I, the same as Cliff, my parents left Guam. They were stationed um, elsewhere. And so I thought when I leave Guam, this will be it and I won't be coming back to Guam. And then I met Cliff. And um, as any of our college students that leave Harvest will tell you, when you leave Guam, a small island, and go to a big college, mainland, um, you will immediately be attracted to your Guam family. And that's just what happened. I was already a part of the Guam family. We had several of the college students from Guam attending. And we would always get together, and uh, pastors would come and visit, and our principal would come and recruit. And it was such an encouragement to be at a college and have that sense of like, oh, I belong to this Guam family, this Harvest family. And so after Cliff and I started dating in college, and he said, would you consider going back to Guam? I was like, yes, I love that island. And it's been home. It's felt like home ever since. Yeah. I mean, all your kids born here? I mean, this is home to them. This has been your home. Mm. Um, yeah, I like to say that when we came, when we decided to come back to, 
to Guam, Cliff said, I'm going to work for my dad's business. I said, okay, we'll do that for a couple of years. And so I tell people, we came back for a couple of years and three kids, a house and um, a life later, this yeah. is home. Yeah. And you're very active, not only in the church, but in the community. Um, a lot of opportunities uh, that through tennis, yeah. through coaching, uh, Marie works at one of the uh, clinics here, mm -hmm. and so a lot of opportunity. You you have been invested. What has been maybe one of the things you've just seen each other grow into the ministry here at Harvest? Going from you know we're going back, going to work at the business. Now you're both again, Marie. You you work off campus, but you. I, I tell you all the time, Cliff needs to start paying you because you do so much <laughs> for the ministry. And, and just the desires of your heart is to be a part of what God's doing here through both worship and, and a variety of other ways. But what was kind of the path from in your lives from, you know, just attending, coming back to Harvest, coming back to Guam, you know, Harvest was where we were at, we're going to attend to kind of where you are today. I know that there's many years and I'm sure many, many paths that, that led you to this point, but what kind of sticks out in your mind? I'll, I'll start with you, Cliff, and uh, what kind of sticks out of your mind, like, this journey of to where you are today working because you also started at uh, Citibank right after right. you helped your dad yes. you ended up at Citibank and and uh, so what's kind of how did God bring you to the point of just how active and, and invested you are here and both again the church and the ministry as a whole sure well I think it, it's um, wanting to live obediently for the Lord I think that was my focus and uh, you know we were <clears throat> at the time when I was working at Citibank and um, I thought maybe my years here on Guam was was closing and uh, we had just started a family uh, we had Brianna and uh, she was what two uh, yeah, about two two and a half at the time and um, we had just launched uh, uh, credit cards uh, for Guam I was working at Citibank at the time and I was very instrumental in, in that launch. Uh, so it kept me long hours um, working on weekends as well. And it made it very difficult for the family. And I think it, during that time, I was just questioning God, like, okay, is this time? Is it now the time for us to move on and pulling us away from Guam? Um, so I had a lot of those emotions in my mind and in my heart. Um, and uh, it took you know several individuals that I believe the Lord led in using these individuals to speak to me, mm. and and I just said you know what I just want to live obediently. I, I don't want to live for myself anymore, and and I wanted I want to just serve Him, and the Lord just opened doors uh, one after another, and it was difficult for me because I didn't want to go, mm -hmm. I didn't want to do. Um, I knew in my heart. And that was there, but I it just maybe there was a sense of uh, hesitation. Yeah. Like, what does that mean? Or what's it going to look like? And again, you know, I've never worked for a ministry, never worked for a church. I've worked for my dad's business and I worked for a private, you know, in the private sector, thinking that I get the chance, this is my opportunity to climb that corporate ladder. Mm -hmm. That was my goal. Uh, and uh, when God changed that, and I just say, you know what, okay, I need to live obediently. Because this may, this is probably my plan. This isn't God's plan, mm -hmm. and so having to keep that focus that was the main thing, and and that's where God just led. The moment I opened the doors and said, "God, I just I'm I'm leaving it to you," and He just led the way from there. Yeah, mm -hmm. 
I remember when we were making that decision, we were, um, Cliff was working corporate, and then the next step would be like, okay, we're going to move back to the mainland, and then that's going to be another step. And then the church knocked on the door and said, would you consider working here? We really need someone. And we were like, <laughs> um, um, not that, you know, like money was never an issue for us, but we were like, oh, we thought God had opened the door here. Like yeah. he was making it kind of clear this is where it was going to go. And then why would the Lord now divert us into this direction? But I think it was just the Lord just, you know, saying, I have a lot of opportunities for yeah. you, but what is your purpose? And so we prayed a lot through that. And then, um, you know, as he came on board, it just made it more and more clear that this is where he needed to be. I mean, we worked in the corporate world, or he did, uh, and then, it, you know, financially, there's so many, you know, opportunities, but the blessings that we saw after he came on the ministry, the way God provided yeah. um, was so different and so much more. Yeah, We lived so much better and so much happier and so much more fulfilled serving God's purpose rather than our own purpose. And that's always been a reminder to me that just how God will bless you in a way that you will not expect if you follow and you do obey. Yeah. How did you, Maria, put you on the spot here, how did you end up in the music? What was kind of the journey? Because like I said, you're an integral part here at, at what we do again behind the scenes uh, a lot and and on stage but what what was kind of the journey into into that realm mm. well it all started back <laughs> from just years of singing at church and um, I know our church loves to sing. Mm -hmm. Our congregation is so excited to sing praises. And I, we just grew up that way. My dad's from Kentucky. So you know there's always going to be music. You know, I just grew up with music and godly music in the house. And then when we came to Harvest, they had a choir. And we weren't always in churches big enough that had a choir. And so I was mm -hmm. so excited. I joined the choir. Um, me and Mrs. Lewis sat next to each other, <laughs> Pastor Lewis's wife. And every time she comes back, she always reminds us of all, how she had to, you know, make me behave. And, and I was such a young teenager at the time. But she really did mentor me. And she really did, you know, make going to choir and, and singing fun. Yeah. And so we enjoyed it, like the, the ministry and the fellowship of doing music together. So I just always did that. And then as we stayed here longer and the choir grew and our music um, opportunities grew. Um, we just, I just became more involved. And because I loved it so much, I just kept offering to help. And, um, and that just came naturally to just want to be involved. And I was ex always excited to see how God used that in our church. Yeah. And so, you know, I just, it's a labor of love, I think. And it just never seems like it's work. It just, I just enjoy doing it. Yeah. Well, we're thankful. I mean, Few people know one of my responsibilities is actually over church music, and uh, I've got a core group. Marie's in that core group. Lisa Flower, Andrew Dongan uh, are, are a couple other of the core people uh, in that group. And um, I would it would be very bad if it were just up to me. I can't carry a tune in a bucket. I could turn up faders on a soundboard, but I'm constantly learning new vocabulary for music. Um, and most of the time using it wrong. So I am so thankful for who God's brought um, through through the many years uh, and then now for, for this time. So 
So what does it look like? Okay, so your your kids are one's married, yes. one's finishing up college, mm-hmm. and one is what two and a half years away from graduating. Mm-hmm. So introduce us to your kids just in case, because some of them, some people who have been here, you know, didn't grow up like. I mean, I've got pictures of little bitty Gabby, which Chase will kill me. Gabby will kill me if we she hears. You know, they hear this. <laughs> Um, but you know, we got some great pictures of the kids together, but some of them might know, not know your kids. So, uh, pick whoever wants to, I'm not going to have you do birthdays, so don't worry. <laughs> Cliff's already sweating over there. Like, wait, what are their birthdays? No, Cliff would know. And I don't. Oh, but, oh it's the other way around. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Every time I mention a date or something, I look at him like, is that right? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> nice. You said I was 26 and I, I believe you yeah. because uh, I don't know. Cool. <laughs> But um, our oldest is Brianna. Um, Her and her husband, Dawson, are um, married and living in Denver, Colorado. Mm -hmm. So she's experiencing snow as a way of life. That's a whole new um, experience for her. Gabby is um, a senior uh, at Liberty University. She's going to be graduating. Lord's working on her heart about where she would like to go after graduation. But she loves the island, too. She's definitely an island girl, and she would, you know, the Lord is... um, you know, calling her back to the islands one way or the other. Yeah. And then Devin is a sophomore in high school. And we're just really excited to see him grow. And um, he's really becoming like his own person under the shadow of two older sisters. And he's really been just a joy. Yeah. Yeah. Getting taller. Yes. And deeper voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I yeah. think he forces that. I don't know, man. That's like a rich, it's like a hello. And I'm like, Devin, whoa. <laughs> she caught me off guard. <laughs> I was like, there's a there's a gentleman behind. Oh, that's Devin. But, no, oh, that's awesome. And so what, what um, kind of walk us through now. So we've kind of gone, you know, how you got here, where God brought you. Uh, what does God have you doing now? And what do you kind of see, you know, for the future and God, God uh, next steps? Uh, for you all, how you've seen just God again morph that that responsibility, the opportunities. Um, if you got a minute, talk about some of these opportunities because I know in talking to you, inviting people to church, just through variety of uh, outreach in the community and relationships. But what's mm. some of the? Well, I'll let Cliff close out the session, so I'll just share something really quick. But um, you know, Cliff's story is about how God brought him into ministry. Mm-hmm. And interestingly, I'm the one that grew up in the Christian family. Cliff's family were not Christians. Yeah. He got saved his senior year, and then his family became Christians through his testimony. I came from a Christian home. I just always assumed I'd be in Christian ministry. Yeah. Um, and yet, that's not what God had for me. But um, you know, there was a time when um, one of the pastors came to me and said, you know, when are you going to come and work at Harvest? <laughs> and it was an interesting question because I was like, yeah, why am, I, why am I not working at Harvest? And at the time, I had just started my career working for an ophthalmologist. And I was like, well, I guess it's going to take you having an eye clinic because God just has me working in ophthalmology and I feel like this is where I need to be. And and, and it's interesting because I think sometimes, you know, in church um, families, it's kind of like, you know, there's you, you have to go this one path. Mm-hmm. But then we forget that sometimes God has mm-hmm. – that he needs Christians everywhere. He needs Christians in politics. He needs Christians in the business world. He needs Christians in the medical field. 
And for me, it was interesting because God was like, yeah, I've been training you for this. I've been preparing for you, this for you for your whole life. And my goal is for you to work with people outside of church because yeah. you're at church all the time. Now you need to take that out into the community. And there have been a couple of times where I was like, Lord, is this, you know, I'm just checking in. Is this still where you want me to be? Yeah. And every time he has, you know, affirmed through me through speaking with my husband, through godly counsel, and through my own devotions and my own heart, um, speaking with him, is that, you know, what I do working with patients and doctors and people is just such a blessing to use what God has done in my life and yeah. share that and yeah. share his truth with other people in their time of need. And yeah. so that's why God has me working, you know, not in the ministry, but in his ministry in the medical field. Yeah. It's, it's, um, I'm so glad you said that because, you know, often it's like this is the crown achievement being in the ministry. And there are awesome things about being a pastor, about working at a Christian ministry. Uh, uh, but there are times when we're a little like, mm -hmm. I wish I was out there rubbing shoulders with the same people you are. And God uses you and has used you in a tremendous way. And, and those who are going, man, should I be in ministry? Should I not? What am I a little less for not? But God has you, and Cliff said this at the beginning, it's just the next obedient step. And God has you there, and God's got many of our people in our church there, not at Harvest, not in full-time ministry, and but they are in full-time ministry. They're oh, in absolutely. God's ministry. They might mm -hmm. not be at Harvest ministry. Mm-hmm. But they're in God's ministry in Harvest Baptist Church's ministry to this island, and we couldn't accomplish it if, right. if it wasn't that. So that's exciting to hear because that is the burden, and, and God has you there. And I never, I, I, I guess I never thought through that, that, you know, Cliff outside comes in, yeah. <laughs> you like your whole life inside, you know, the church doing everything within, because I know your dad, that's a whole other topic of conversation. Your dad and mom are just so faithful and everywhere starting churches. I've met people stateside who, uh, who are, who are raised in the churches your dad started. Mm. And so it's, it's awesome hearing you doing all these different things in the church. And, and God says, actually, I'm preparing you at that time you know, right. for this ministry. Right. So. And I always feel like it's the the motto of, you know, serve where you're at. Yeah. People will say, say to me all the time, oh, we saw you sing at church, right? Yeah. Um, you know, but they don't, in their minds, they may think, but I would never do that. Yeah. You're going to serve singing in the congregation. Like, we're singing together. Yeah. You know, it's you are part of the choir. You are of our congregation. You yeah. are serving where you're at. And you don't have to be in Christian ministry. You can be out in the community and serve where you're at yep. there. Yep. And every, you know, as Pastor Gary preached at the beginning uh, of the, the year, I think it was last year, just about the body and every everybody is, has a yep. part. Yep. yep. So true. Yep. So really, I mean, to, to kind of put all that into full context, you know, like I mentioned earlier, it's simple. You know why we are, are, are living in in ministry, and it's like what Marie said. It's not just in ministry. You can be uh, out in the community and still living for Christ, and mm -hmm. it's because we are living obedient, obediently mm -hmm. for Him, uh, and and letting Christ be our main focus on why we do what we do. And it could be in in, in Christian service in ministry itself, or it could be out in the community. Yeah. And that's the beauty of it is when that's the focus, 
then that's that's the perspective yeah. that God's going to continue to plant in our hearts and minds. Yeah, it's so true. We're talking about Exodus uh, for the next uh, few months under Pastor Gary's preaching, and uh, I just finished up Exodus uh, in my Bible reading, and it really is, you said it, it's interesting. It's simple. It's hard sometimes. Mm. I mean, the decision, it's a simple yes and no. Am I going to be obedient and trust? Yeah. But it's sometimes hard to do. And you look at the children of Israel, and we started with Moses, and we'll continue through. And it is simple. Are you going to trust me, Moses? Are you going to trust me, children of Israel? Okay. And when, when they trusted and were obedient, blessings, as you said earlier, just pour out. It doesn't mean there's not difficulties, but they pour out. And when they go, ah, no, we're going to do it our way, never worked out well. They ended up another 40 years out in the wilderness. But uh, but no, it's so exciting. Thank you so much um, uh, to be being here and just sharing and just seeing how God's working again, not only not only in uh, our, our ministry here, but outside through faithful people and faithful couples. So thank you so much. And I'll turn it back over to you, Chris. Yeah, and thank you for listening to Harvest Time. Of course, we always take this opportunity at the end of the program to invite you to services this week at Harvest Baptist Church. We have those two services, 8.45 a.m., 10.45 a.m. every Sunday. We'd love to see you at either service. You can view the 10.45 a.m. service on live stream via hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. Thanks again for listening to Harvest Time.